Hi. Hi. Welcome to Why Are We Like This, a Heartstopper podcast. I'm Alyssa, she, they. I'm Ashley, she, her. And today we're talking about episode two, Brush. Crush was written by Alice Oseman and directed by Eros Lynn. And I decided to change it up this time. I got the Netflix description because I liked it better than the IMDb description. Um, The IMDb description was kind of garbage for this episode. So fair. Uh, So according to Netflix, Elle struggles to settle into her new school as Charlie and Tao are convinced Nick is straight. Nick starts to question his unfamiliar feelings. Or as I would like to call it, the one with sadness, angst, by panic, and Orla Gartland making us all cry. <laughs> True. <laughs> yes. I mean, really, Orla Gartland, Joe, Locke, and Kit Connor making us all cry, but like, it's mostly Orla. Yeah, that <laughs> song really just, I ugh. did not realize that it was this episode. I was not ready. Mm. Yeah. The amount of times I've cried to the end of this episode, the beginning of the next, like, because I have a real problem where I can't, I don't stop. When I watch Hard Stopper, I typically watch all four hours. <laughs> Fair. I call it a real long movie. <laughs> Listen, I mean, with with the way that movie like lengths are going these days, it's not that far off. Truly. Also, I should probably just say this, but I am experiencing a bit of a head cold situation. That is not COVID. Because I've tested mm-hmm. so many times and it's not COVID. Um, but if I sound like a sick person, it's because I am, in fact, a sick person at the moment. So if my voice no. sounds different than it did two weeks ago, it's cold season. My bad. <laughs> I'm sorry that the temperature dropped 20 degrees in three days. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also... um, We did want to take a moment to warn you all that we will not be spoiler-free. This is not a spoiler-free podcast. No, and I think we forgot to say that in the last episode, and we're sorry. But I don't think we really got into too much. But before we do get into too much. Yes. No no spoiler-free here. (laughs) Spoilers abound. Galore. That is a better word. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. So we start off with what I have t- have dubbed the angst montage. <laughs> um, because I didn't know how else to describe this montage efficiently. So angst montage it is. Yeah, no, that's a fair assessment of the situation. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of back and forth in this opening, too. Yes. A lot. A lot. Oh, my God. And a lot to take note of. I spent, like, probably 15 minutes, like, watching, pausing, watching, pausing. And then when I was finally done with all my notes, I was like, how am I only, like, a minute and 30 seconds into this episode? (laughs) There is a lot to unpack. The same situation for me. Mm -hmm. So we start off by hearing... Charlie drumming and seeing Nick Mm -hmm. and Nick is chilling in his room stalking Charlie's Instagram. Yes. And so this is the first time we see Nick's room. I don't think we see it in Mm -hmm. the first episode. It's very blue. I love his bedroom. I I love the color. I love the lights. Mm -hmm. I love all of it. There's an American football helmet on his bookshelf. (laughs) 
I did not clock that. <laughs> it's in the, it's on the, t- it's like on top. There's like a model rocket ship, something that is either a microscope or a mini replica of the thinker statue. I'm not sure. <laughs> and then there's an American football helmet. And I'm like, Nick, you are in England. You play rugby. Why do you have this? <laughs> I don't have an answer for that. I don't support. <laughs> also of note, he's got like a mini like travel foosball table. I clearly was not <laughs> paying attention enough. <laughs> I told you I paused it for like 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I paused it more on the like actual Instagram and messages, I think. Oh, I also did that. But, you know, there's also a tennis racket. Just, th- like, I love his room, but, like, pausing it to really appreciate the set dressing was, mm-hmm. um, I was like, what? What what are you telling me about this child? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what's happening here? But I do. I love it. I especially love the extremely heterosexual twinkle lights. Yes. <laughs> and there's, like, a picture of, like, a red car. Yes. Which I'm guessing is, like, the Formula One, like, tie-in from like his character bio but maybe i just think it's so funny because it's like always in the shot with the twinkle (laughs) lights i'm like these two things do not go together (laughs) no no it's like very much the blueprint of like a stereotypical 16 year old jock bedroom but then with like an added layer of (laughs) queerness which is the lights (laughs) which is honestly Perfect. Yes. Also, um, just going to say anyone who wants to play along at home drinking game based on my notes, take a sip of your drink every time I say the phrase 100% heterosexual Nick Nelson in this episode (laughs) because it's a few times. (laughs) Well, I'm drinking wine, so what if we play it? Every time you say it, I'll I'll take a drink. Hang on. (laughs) I'm going to text Eddie and ask him to get me a rosé cider. So that I can also (laughs) if we want to get really drunk, then we can drink every time you say that, and every time I say, "No one in this show is subtle. Not a single person." (laughs) I don't know. I don't know if I. I don't know if I can handle that. But I do only have two of my ciders, so there's not enough uh, alcohol in my house currently. (laughs) <laughs> uh, but yes he is stalking charlie's instagram which is totally something that heterosexual platonic bffs do mm-hmm. especially the jocks <laughs> yes um and so i wrote down charlie has 143 followers which is more than i ever had in high school <laughs> Same. I think that's more than I currently have. I yeah, it's probably no. I think I might have two hundred. Okay, nope. I have one hundred and sixty-seven followers. Two more people need to follow me, and then no one else can follow me. I have three hundred and fifty, which is not that's not bad. Something I was expecting. (laughs) (laughs) I clearly do not pay attention. (laughs) I don't either. So some of the pictures that he looks at. There's one of Charlie, Tao, Elle, and Isaac with sparklers looking adorable Uh with text that reads, playing with fire, which I just thought was so cute. (laughs) It's adorable. It's like very much, you know, high school freshman 
like mm-hmm. trying to be cool on main. But it's like, no, we all yeah. know you're a fucking nerd. That was like a spicy post, but it's too yes. cute. <laughs> It's adorable and I love it. And then it's also there's a picture of Homer's The Odyssey. Yes. Um, do we get the caption on that one? I missed it. I did not see a caption because I think it was only a half screen. We could just mm. barely make out what it was. And then we get the adorable kitty cat. Yes. Charlie side by side. Mm-hmm. Which says 90% of scientists can't tell the difference between this boy and this cat. And this post Earns Charlie a full-on chuckle from yeah. Nick. He chuckles. <laughs> and I would like to say, considering that I have a master's of science and education, that as a scientist, as a woman in STEM, <laughs> I cannot tell the difference. <laughs> same photo. It's the same photo. <laughs> I make that joke all of the time. Like... <laughs> Simultaneously, I also make a joke. I have two English degrees and I don't know this grammar rule. <laughs> so so then we get a photo of the hallway to the locker room. Mm-hmm. And the caption says, I hate this place. Which, same. <laughs> yes. God. And yes. We get this really heartbreaking flashback where Nick is imagining himself in the hallway hearing all of the things that I can only assume his friends said about Charlie the previous year. Yeah. And then I can only assume that he heard, like, I feel like these are things he remembers hearing probably. Mm -hmm. And like, he didn't know Charlie. He probably like, I highly doubt that he interacted with it, but these are things that he heard said. Yeah. And it's like the dots are connecting and it's, heartbreaking and charlie's little face kills me he just he looks so scared and sad and alone and they've animated in these sketches of these faceless bullies surrounding him and my heart breaks and the lighting is all black and blue like a bruise it's just like it's the Animation here and the lighting and everything is very effective mm-hmm. in setting the tone of the scene. And and also the camera work, so because the camera is moving in such a way that it feels like Charlie and Nick are just so far apart. Yeah. And it, like, it cuts to Nick, and it's like you can see like, he's calling out to Charlie, and you can tell that Nick wants to comfort Charlie. He, like, wants to go back in time and comfort Charlie, But then there's also this little bit where I'm like, I think he's scared that Mm -hmm. Charlie thinks that Nick feels the same way. Yeah. Because why wouldn't he? Because it's all of his rugby bros who did this to him last year. Yeah. And we've heard Harry still saying shit this year. Right. And And you know it comes with all the guilt of... I've heard these things. I've seen them acting this way and I've never said, like I've never stopped, like Mm -hmm. actively stopped them. And then also like it kind of, there's like the added angle of this is where his like self discovery is really starting. And for it Mm -hmm. to start with all of this like hateful 
negative stuff that he's remembering from when Charlie came out that's got to be a massive setback. Yeah, for sure. Oh, the show. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I know. Everyone always talks about like, oh, my God, it's so wholesome. It's so happy. And I'm like, okay, but at the same time, it's going to stab you in the heart. It truly is. <laughs> Several and times I'm that over. person. <laughs> Every time. I'm like, it's so sugary sweet. Yes. You're going to love it. And then I'm like, there are parts. <laughs> I know. I did. I was telling a friend of mine about it recently and I was like, it's so wholesome. It's like a warm hug. Content warnings for like eating disorders, <laughs> depression, abusive relationships, but it's so sweet. <laughs> You're going to love it though, I promise. <sighs> and we get the black and white heart stopper mm-hmm. title card. Uh-huh. The title cards, man. Yes. They really go the extra mile they with them to do make a them lot fit of work. Exactly. Exactly what they want you mm-hmm. to think about the episode. So then we see Nick, he's stopped stalking Charlie and now he's staring at like their text conversation, trying to figure out what to say to Charlie saying thank you at the end of meet. And his drafts that he writes out and then deletes are it's okay with two exclamation par- uh, marks. I have a note on this. <laughs> yes. I managed to pause it, like accidentally pause it on his face as he, like, as he finishes it's okay and starts to erase it. And he is not pleased with this. <laughs> he is immediately like, ugh, I'm like, not sending this. Fuck? Like, before no. he even finishes it. <laughs> yeah. So. I- Mm-hmm. And then he, you can tell too, because he like changes tone very, very clearly to, yes. that seems like a kind of serious situation. Mm-hmm. But then he deletes that and says, please don't talk to Ben anymore, lol. LOL. I said, <laughs> I also suffer from the LOL syndrome. I of just like, <laughs> I do too. It goes in every message. But then we see his face, and we know that he is not Elling O.L. Yeah. He looks like he's about to cry. And, like, fair. Um, And then he finally sends, are you feeling okay? And this whole time that he's doing all of this, Charlie is getting it on the drums. He's He's fucking shredding. We often see him i kind of like started putting this together when i was watching it we often see him drugging drumming not drugging he does not drug (laughs) we often see him drumming when he's angry or upset and it's like he's taking it out on the drums which Mm -hmm. is like good for you charlie that's one of the better ways to deal with it um Mm -hmm. but it also it reminds me a lot of the song angry dance from billy elliott which is a musical in which billy elliott uh, basically, tap dances out his feelings. What a good outlet. Yeah. Tap dancing. <laughs> tap dancing, drum music is a good outlet. Yes. Um, so Charlie gets the text and he stops drumming. Um, and we do, we get a quick glance at the gay panic lock screen. Yes. Um, and we find out that it's the 1st of February, which means that it's about a month, a little bit less than a month since the start of Meet. And it's 9.16 p.m. Um, it says 21.16, but I did the math for you all. And that is 9.16 p.m., which is too late to be drumming. Yeah, so late. <laughs> but he needs it. And this is where we get Sappho. Yes. By Frankie Cosmos. A perfect 
perfect musical segue. Yes. Into this scene. Mm-hmm. It's also great because it like deals with like Charlie's like interest in like classics mm-hmm. and things like that. And Sappho, yeah. I'm not gonna get into all yeah. that. I could I could be here for hours. <laughs> if you don't we'll know do who Sappho <laughs> is, look it up. <laughs> it, let's be real. Anybody listening to this probably knows who Sappho is. <laughs> That's true. And if you don't, what are you doing with your life? <laughs> I also we haven't talked about Charlie's bedroom re- bedroom yet. I love his room. Um, I do have a bone to pick with him because his records are on the floor. I noticed this, <laughs> but I only noticed it on my rewatch right before we started recording, which was mm. the fourth time that I've watched this episode in two days, and probably the like twenty eighth time yeah. I've watched this episode in total. So I'm just like, why are you treating your records like this, Charlie? I guess as a teen, though, that's true teens <laughs> but charlie is over the fucking moon to look down and see it's nick that has messaged him yeah mm-hmm. and he kind of deflects nick's concern he's like yeah i'm fine don't worry and nick <laughs> and is worried nick is like the fuck <laughs> he's <laughs> like you're fine what? uh i'm not fine and i just yeah. witnessed it <laughs> yeah exactly Yes. And Charlie's face, like the, like so annoyed, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like classic teenager response. Oh Um, my gosh. He's definitely not fine. No. Like it's all over his face. But then he says, he try, he texts out, yes, honestly, I'm fine. Deletes it. Says, yes, really. Deletes it. And we cut to Nick just staring at his phone, watching the little text bubble come up and go away. Go and come away. up and go away. <laughs> Which is really You know what he does? You know what he does? What does he do? He puts his phone down and he pets Nelly instead. Which is Which is a good move. It's a good move. Nelly cuddles make everything better. Yeah. And then Charlie is just like in an anxiety spiral. He yes. is moving around all over his bedroom. He's letting out little squeals. He has no idea what to say. And Nick decides to just go for it after yeah. a while. You Do can, you want to read out his text? Yeah, sure. He says, you can talk to me about it if you want. It sounds like a pretty serious situation. Um, you don't have to if you don't want to. But I am your friend and I do care. And But I am your friend and I do as an educator, I have thoughts. Because um, on the one hand, I'm glad that Nick wants to be a helpful and supportive friend, right? On the other hand, Nick is 16 years old and nowhere near equipped to help Charlie through this. And really what he should do is talk to Charlie and the two of them should go together and talk to a trusted adult. However, it's not always that simple, and I understand that, but as someone who works with teens, I have thoughts. Okay, devil's advocate. Yeah. I feel like this may be a step one to that, that's, though, right? Like, yes, that's also you very have to true. Get them, you have to get them to talk to you about it before you can, you know, pull an adult in. That's true. I do think also I am, like, thinking ahead to kind of this being a trend with Nick, of, yeah. And, like, even, like, into the comics and things that aren't, like, yes. we haven't seen on the show yet of, you know, just him always wanting to be the supportive friend, the supportive boyfriend, always being there for Charlie. But, like, there's only so much that you can do as a mm-hmm. literal child with no, like, experience or knowledge on how to handle a situation like this. 
Right. Yeah. As Sarah will say later, that's a lot to put on a 16-year-old's shoulders. This is a Sarah Nelson stan account. Yeah, it's the most of the adults in Heartstopper stand account, but like <laughs> Mr. Ajay, Coach Singh, and Sarah Nelson, especially. Yes, top three. <laughs> I mean, and and Julio Spring from the show. That's true. Yes, not that he's like terrible in the comics. He's just like a prime example of father in the show. Yes, in the show he is great. I think that in the in the books he just kind of like lets Charlie's mom do some of the things that she does that trigger and upset Charlie. Yeah, he's a little passive. Yes, which I also understand. But, (laughs) um, no, Julio in the show is great. Um, And also Mr. Farouk, who we haven't met yet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we are getting way ahead of ourselves. So, anyway, Charlie sees this and he tells Nick everything. Yes. So, we know that no one else knows about Ben. Mm-hmm. So this is really his chance to like have a quote unquote outsider mm-hmm. from his chosen family group of friends to really unload all of his feelings about all the shit he's been through. And God, you just know it had to feel so good to like type it all out. Yeah. Finally. Mm-hmm. And we get it in a flashback. Yes. <laughs> I have some thoughts about this. Please. (laughs) I also have thoughts, but please. All right. So the flashback starts with Charlie in the music room playing the drums. And we see a figure like kind of from their shoulder creeping in. My note says Ben sneaks in like a fucking creeper. Red flag number one. He just like slinks in behind him. Also, in this scene, Sebastian Cross lips. (laughs) are so shiny. I need to know what gloss they used. Like, what was it like? Were they trying to make him be like... Because Nick's lips are a little shiny in this episode in later parts, but not like this. This is like over-the-top gloss. Like, they like slathered gasoline or something. Right! I'm like, were they like, we need to make him look like extra kissable so that there's like... I'm like, what was the thought behind this? Because all I can look at every time I watch this scene... Is Sebastian Croft's shiny, shiny <laughs> lips. <laughs> I didn't pick up on that. Um, he does a great mm. job of being like a smarmy little creep in this whole scene, yeah. though. Uh, um, yeah, very lizardy. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Um. So Ben says that he heard about Charlie coming out last term and says that it was really brave, even though we all know what really happened was that Charlie right. got outed. Yes. Um, and so I actually, I wrote, there's so many red flags from Ben here. I don't even want to start writing them all out. Like the way that he's like love bombing him with the like that, that's really brave. You're so brave for even just putting up with all the negativity and like the way he like gently nudges Charlie's leg and is like, I'm Ben. And I'm like, you're the fucking worst is what you are. Ugh. Ugh. I don't like it. Yeah, it's not great. Um, But I do want to say, Charlie is brave. Yes. But I hate this being the first time we hear, you're really brave in the show. Because I'm like, he is really brave, but fuck you. Because Ben's intentions aren't good. 
Yeah. Ben's intentions aren't to reassure Charlie. Ben's intentions are to use Charlie as, you know, a plaything For his own, yeah. Yeah. Um, so Charlie finishes the so- story and we see him say, he never actually wanted to be my boyfriend. I guess he was just using me. Sorry, I know he's your friend. <laughs> and I start sobbing. I know. Because <laughs> I'm like, you shouldn't feel bad for that. Yeah, that you have nothing to apologize for. Yeah. And honestly, I start crying even more when Nick is like, well, he's not anymore. Yeah. It's like, he is a good little rugby lad, isn't he? Yeah. <sighs> um, And then <laughs> Charlie responds, thank you for being my supportive straight friend. And again, I say, Charlie is brave. Yes. That is a brave move to put that uh-huh. out. I do also love the little quick, like, bump the send button before I can change my mind about doing this. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's so subtle. I almost missed it and because I, re- I had rewound to, like, make sure that I had written down the exact phrase. And then I caught mm-hmm. it and I was like, ooh, cool. Good yeah. acting choice. Yeah, he he goes for it. Yeah. I wish, I really wish, I want the scene of Nick getting that. Yes. And having to process Give it us the deleted scene. Give us uh, the outtake. I want that. <laughs> right? Um, but also at the same time, we all know what you're doing, Charlie. You are not being subtle at all. No one in this show is subtle ever. <laughs> no. Ever. They're not. Um, but no, I will say though, there are a lot of moments where it's not subtle, but it's a lot better than this in this episode. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is the least subtle of all of the unsubtle things. This is the least subtle. Now, maybe between them two, I would argue that there are some Tara Darcy scenes that are far less. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That, you know, I hadn't thought about that angle of it. <laughs> I was thinking about uh, the rest of Charlie's flirting and also um, mm-hmm. Elle asking if Tara has a boyfriend. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, if we put Tara and I Darcy. Have, I have specific Tara Darcy notes about. Oh, yeah. This we'll is, get there. You guys, we'll are get nodding. there. But Joe's face acting in this yes. whole sequence, he says with his mouth very few things, but mm-hmm. you get the whole range of emotions from like the frustration of lol, that's okay. Like, dude, what were you expecting? Actually, I'm a flaming homosexual. Like, what were you expecting him to say? <laughs> yeah. Right. To, like, yeah. you know, his, like, little smile when um, Nick says, if he ever comes near you, I'll kick his ass. Like, yeah. it's so cute. And he responds with a little heart. And Nick smiles. Also, I have a note that um, Charlie's emojis yes, now have the snow added in. And we mm. haven't even gotten to it yet. Yeah. It's perfect. I didn't, I didn't realize the first time I made that note. That we hadn't gotten to the snow mm. yet. And the snow was there already. I was like, the snow's there. Aww. And then I was like, wait, <laughs> we haven't even gotten there? there yet. But I love it. Yes. It's like a little hint. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we go to Higgs. 
And yes. I don't know if you noticed this, but there is a rainbow yeah. in the establishing shot of the school. And then we see Tara and Darcy. <laughs> There's so many little hidden rainbows in the show. Yes. And all the, in the glares. Play. And yeah, it's so good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, then we see Elle walking into class and Tara and Darcy are sharing a fucking scarf. Yes. The straightest, straightest <laughs> thing on the planet. <laughs> Just two gals being pals right there. Yeah, best gal pals. Best gal pals. And um, I have teacher questions for you. Okay. I, I have a whole like half page rant about this as well. So <laughs> okay, um, please fire away. Okay. I love that she's concerned, that she's attentive, mm-hmm. that she picks up on this. But why is she having this discussion so loudly in the middle of class? I know when they pan out, it looks like everyone else is not paying any attention, but they're teenagers. They're fucking paying attention. Yes. Everyone heard this. Everyone clocked this. Mm-hmm. Why did you do this in the middle of class? Yeah. my. I'm just going to – I'm just going to read my whole yes. paragraph. Um, I Please. don't think I like Miss Greenwood. I definitely <laughs> don't like this. This is not the kind of conversation you have in a room full of other students. It's also not really the kind of conversation I think you should have at all. A quick check-in is fine, but this feels yucky, especially when you know that this particular student just transferred from Truham because she's trans and was being bullied by students and teachers. Also, the idea of assigning someone to look after another student feels very not right to me. Maybe for elementary school kids, like giving a new student a buddy, maybe. But for older grades, for year 11, absolutely not. Yeah. So that's my rant. I don't (laughs) like this. I do not think that this is appropriate. I think that it does a lot more harm than she thinks it will do good. Yeah. I agree. (laughs) I'm very put off by this scene every time I watch it. Yes. And when you factor it in with the taking of the phone in meat, I don't don't like her. Yeah. It seems like she's singling her out on purpose. Mm Mm-hmm. And Elsa, she's fine and doesn't want to bother anyone, which, like, is totally fair. But also, if this happened to me, I would be mortified. And even if, yeah. I, even if I did feel like I wanted someone to, like, reach out and connect with me, I wouldn't acknowledge it. I would be horrified. Horrified. Yeah. I would probably have, especially, what, 16? 16 16-year-old yeah. Ashley? I probably would have cried in class oh, in front yeah. of everyone. Oh, I would have run her. out. I would have run out. I would have gone to the nurse and I would have been like, Mom, I'm sick. Come get me. I would <laughs> yeah. have completely left school for the day. Not great. Not great, Miss Greenwood. Oh and I also, I don't know how I feel about this deal that Miss Greenwood makes with Elle to try and make at least one new friend before half term next week. It, yeah. Especially with the context, which she has to know the context of why Elle has transferred. Yeah. And it just is, I don't. It feels icky. It's icky. I don't like it. If if a colleague of mine did this, I would call them out on it. Like the next time that I saw them, I'd be like, hey, why did you do that? Because that sucked. (laughs) Like maybe if it had been like. It was close to the end of the year. She's been there for several months. And this was like 
a one-on-one closed door mm-hmm. situation without the can you try to make a friend yeah. like, leave the deal part out just the check-in yeah thing like maybe but like this this is not the way to do it and i don't like it yeah no i don't either um but then you can't be mad for long because girls <laughs> yeah they get so girl in red <laughs> I have this marked as Girl in Red Montage. Yes. AKA Els Gaydar goes off. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, I just wrote so many iconic Heartstopper songs in this episode because there are so many of them. Yeah. This episode's a big music episode. Yeah. Um, For sure. But yeah, we get like this montage of Elle kind of like looking at Tara and Darcy um, being gay. Yes, super gay. (laughs) Super gay. Like, the first cut is, like, Tara's, like, sitting on Darcy's desk, like, leaning back onto her. Yeah. Which is, like, mm, really gay. Yeah. (laughs) Really gay. It's so gay. All of it. All of it is so gay. And she's clocking every bit of it. single thing. And she is starting to understand, like, okay, here's my question. Mm -hmm. Do we think that Mrs. Greenwood has also clocked this and that's why she chose Tara when when suggesting that to Elle? Or do we think that Tara is just, like, really popular? Speaking as a teacher, I wouldn't rule that out Mm -hmm. of, like, why she would have chose chosen Tara specifically but I still hate it (laughs) yeah I'm not saying it's great I'm just Um, that was my thought watching it back is like they're not fucking subtle like yeah no I teachers the teachers know oh yeah oh yeah everyone knows (laughs) um but yeah it's it's not outside the realm of possibility um which makes it slightly less terrible but like by a fraction of a fraction so I still don't like yeah. it. <laughs> no, I don't like it either. Um, but I do think that that's why, yes. personally. Then we have Charlie, Tao, and Isaac in class. Did you write down the DMs? I didn't write them down uh, verbatim. I, I kind of just, like, summarized. So I have that they're discussing a p- possible future Mario Kart tournament, which, having read the comics first, I was like, yes! <laughs> um, okay, wait. <laughs> yeah. I did write them down verbatim, and one of them is very gay that I have oh, please, to point out. Please. So the first one says, I mean, I thought it was, but now I don't know, and that's Nick. So I'm assuming they're talking about being good at Mario Kart mm-hmm. because Charlie says, we're going to have to have a Mario Kart tournament, aren't we? I think I flipped that. Mm-hmm. Um, Nick responds, anyway, with four Ys. Anyway... <laughs> I have to sleep now, which is gay with four Ys. No 16-year-old boy that is straight is texting their male 16-year-old friend. Anyway, I have to go to sleep now. My my note is show us the timestamps, you cowards. Because <laughs> I want to know, number one... How long they've been taught. I want to know when they started this conversation and I want to know how late it is. Yeah. Because they talk about how late it is. Yes. And I I don't know. I love it though because it like sent me like back to like 
early on in a relationship when you're talking to someone and like the time just flies and you're just like, oh my God, it's midnight. It's, you know, whatever at night. Mm-hmm. And and I was just like, oh, so cute. Yeah. Um, But yes, totally platonic BFF behavior from 100% heterosexual Nick Nelson. <laughs> Um, Tao sees it and is displeased Mm -hmm. um, and says you only need to glance at him to see that he's a massive heterosexual, Um, which I very much disagree with. Um, I genuinely think the only thing that would have him exuding more by energy is cuff jeans, Doc Martens, and an iced oat milk latte. Give him time. <laughs> Give him time. He has a clear phone case. <laughs> yeah. I noticed that. <laughs> yeah. There's there's a lot of buy flags. There's a lot of buy flags. Um, but yeah, no. He 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 is not a massive heterosexual <laughs> in any way. No. And it's a little disappointing that Isaac agrees with Tao. However, I will mm-hmm. say I think Isaac is just trying to get out of this conversation. Like, he's just trying to read. Yes. He doesn't want to be involved in this. <laughs> I also get the vibe that he's kind of playing along because he doesn't want to hear it from Tao later. Because uh, right. when we get there, I have a whole rant. But Tao fucking sucks in this episode in a lot of ways. Um. And it definitely seems like, or not definitely, we have textual evidence that <laughs> Tao, Elle, and Isaac are having conversations behind Charlie's back about this. And I have to imagine yeah. in the moment, Isaac just does not want to deal with Tao's bullshit. I <laughs> also don't want to deal with Tao's bullshit. Um, and if I were uh, also reading Naruto volume 72, I would <laughs> want to get out of this conversation as quick as possible because I have a very long manga series to finish by the next episode. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, yeah, this is definitely where Tao is starting to suck. Uh, push that line that I like go, go mm-hmm. across that line that I talked about last time from being, like, the protective but supportive friend to being the, like, jealous and controlling friend. Yeah. And, um, like, I even have a note. Like, I know I'm – my note is, I know I'm a Tao defender, but this is a bit much. <laughs> like, it's a bit much for me, my guy. <laughs> yeah, so this is definitely, like, where he starts to cross that line for me mm-hmm. between um, just being, like – like generally protective and he's crossing over into controlling and yeah. I'm sure he's jealous because uh-huh. it's been a while now. We know because it's of been your like very a good math you did <laughs> um, that he's probably feeling a, a decent amount of jealous at this point. Yeah. And it's not great. Yeah. It's not I, a good look. I made a note later that like this is really where – because I had a lot of grace and a lot of space for Tao in the last episode. Yeah. By the end of this episode, it's really difficult for me. And <laughs> it starts here. Um, but then Charlie, our brave, sweet little boy, says, masculine guys can be gay. And no offense, but you're not exactly the authority on working out who is and isn't gay. And, like, to be fair, Tao can't even work out his own feelings about L, much less right. who is and isn't gay. 
But then we get, and bisexual people exist. Hell yeah, yeah. we do. <laughs> when I, okay, so when I, I knew that Heartstopper was gay. Mm-hmm. I did not know that Nick Nelson was going to be bisexual when I started watching the series. So when I heard this line spoken, I literally jumped off of my couch. <laughs> my partner was cooking. We we eat separate. So like mm-hmm. I know I already told the story about how I ate dinner and stuff watching the first mm-hmm. episode and kept watching. Well, he was cooking his dinner because we do separate <laughs> food. Me too. So he's like in the kitchen. It's open concept. So here I am just like paying – Paying no mind to anything he's doing. I just jump up and I was like, Yeah! <laughs> I was like, Yeah, all the Yes. It's, and like at this point, we don't even know. We don't know. Like watching the show, yeah, you, don't you don't know, know that Nick is bi, but like just to have the sentence, or it's not even a full fucking sentence, but to have the phrase, and bisexual people exist. Mm hmm. Actually, that is technically a complete sentence. <laughs> I'm sorry, English teacher brain. Um, <laughs> like to have that sentence in a show. You and I both have that sticker, right? Yes. You showed it to me and then I bought it. Yeah. Like is And so- I just bought a new phone case that is also. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's so affirming. It is the best thing. Yeah. Uh, Isaac's eye roll, though. It's so good. <laughs> he is over it. He's like. I have already tried to leave this conversation. <laughs> you are me out bringing me back into it. Like you are telling the wrong yes. person that bisexual people exist. I agree. He's like, I know. <laughs> and um, honestly, I want you and Nick together. I'm just trying to read right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Charlie does admit that Nick told him he's straight. But excuse me, Mr. Spring, that is not what happened. Not yeah, my note is in all caps. He did not tell you he was straight. <laughs> he told you. Incorrect. He, you very not subtly thanked him for being your straight friend and he didn't correct you. That is not the same thing, my he good said, sir. He said, LOL, that's okay. <laughs> that is not. <laughs> that is not, yes, I am straight. <laughs> that is, in fact, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? I'm biased. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> I love that he started with LOL in that one instead of ending. It's like, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's like, sure, that's basically. That. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Tao says that Charlie needs to get over Nick, which mm-hmm. is from where Tao is sitting. He's not wrong. Like, we all know that rule number one is don't fall in love with straight people. Mm-hmm. But also, just on top of everything else that Tao is doing, it's really annoying. It's too much. Yes. This is where my – this is – no, it's a bit – my note says, this is a little harsh in my most humble opinion. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And, like – we can just see how much Charlie doesn't want to get over him. Also, just because they're just He's so defeated. Having such a good connection. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you don't want to lose that. And he's the only one that knows about Ben. So he's yeah. the only one that mm-hmm. he can process those feelings with. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's so lot. much that he would be losing. Um, yeah. So then we go to the art room. Yeah. 
And I would like the record to reflect that on my first watch of this scene, I could not take sufficient notes because I was laughing way too hard. I love this scene. I love Mr. Ajay. It's perfect. He, this is my favorite, I think, of all of the, even, even though my favorite quote from the show is one he says in a later episode, this is my favorite mm-hmm. Mr. Ajay scene yes. because it's so accurate. It's so accurate. Now that I'm an adult looking back yes. at high school, like, yes, yes, a hundred percent truth mm-hmm. coming from his mouth. Um, Charlie has a question. Uh, Mr. Ajay <laughs> says, I am officially a beacon of learning, so fire away. And I want that on a t-shirt. <laughs> so badly. I just, I want, I am officially a beacon of learning on a t-shirt with the heart stopper leaves. Someone make it. I will pay you. <laughs> I feel like the back, the back should say, so fire away. Oh my God. Yes. Um, and Charlie wants to know how to stop liking a straight guy. <laughs> uh, the question for the ages. I thought you had a point. It's so good. And Fazaya Macchiate is just killing it with everything in this scene. The line delivery, the body language, the sass. It's an Emmy. Chef's an kid. Emmy. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love, uh, wow, being a teenager is terrible. Yes. <laughs> uh, not something that I have said to a student, but I've gotten close. um i also do love though when i was a teenager and i had a crush on a straight boy i just repressed it and suffered (laughs) yeah very good it's i love that he doesn't like he never sugarcoats it for charlie he's just so real like man this is just what it is like you might as well go ahead and get used to it yeah like it's it's great, and it's just, like, the exact right amount of, like, patience and empathy and the mm-hmm. exact right amount of, like, sass. Yeah. It's perfect. This this is what tough love is. Yeah. Like, yes. a lot of people say that other things are tough love, and it pisses me off. Yeah. This, this is, is good intention. Love, right? Good intention, tough love. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, I feel like a lot of people use tough love to say things that – to like describe things that are not maybe good intentioned to justify borderline verbal abuse. Yes, yes. <laughs> exactly. Or sometimes just outright border out just outright verbal abuse, just, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, depending. Mm-hmm. So then we cut to Elle walking into the classroom mm-hmm. and Tara is running behind her, letting her know that she has dropped her pencil case, which is from paper chase but she painted the little flowers on it which i love so much it's so cute and tara you know is like that's great i can't do art i can't (laughs) even draw stick figures which same i feel that i couldn't even Um, draw the shoe potato that comes in a couple of scenes no i don't think i could even do that not a couple scenes a couple of episodes no yeah i literally have had that exact same thought about the shoe potato. Like I've literally thought that. Like I, I don't think I could do that. Um, um, so Tara invites her to have lunch with them. Yeah, in the canteen. Mm-hmm. I is that is that a? Did you write that down? I was like, is that British? I would assume it's a British How? thing. I've heard that before in other British shows, so I've assumed. Okay. 
Um, yeah, no, because my next note is that Elle is worried that Miss Green would put Tara up to it. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. is a big part of the reason why I hate that conversation with Miss Greenwood. Because yeah. now someone is genuinely reaching out to Elle and she can't even trust it. And like back to the point that I said, mm-hmm. what who's to say that Tara Tara I don't know. I haven't decided what I want to call her yet. <laughs> yeah. American Tara. <laughs> British Tara. Um maybe she heard that conversation a little bit. Yeah. We don't know. It's 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 so difficult to know. And it just it ugh. bad Miss Greenwood. Bad. Not great. Um, but then Tara goes to sit with Darcy. Uh, who didn't her finish? Who didn't finish her project, which is due fourth period? But she's not gonna lie about it to her anymore. She's not gonna lie about it at this point. No, she has no shame. <laughs> which, like, you and know, the way she's looking, the way she's looking at her too is like, please don't yell at me. Please. But like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, uh, it's just you know. You have the, like, pleasure to have in class, lesbian, and the chaos lesbian. <laughs> yes. Yes, that's exactly – that is a perfect description of them. Mm, yes. Also, I, I, I want to point out mm-hmm. that whoever sits behind L has a fuzzy, neon, multicolored pencil case that I need <laughs> in my life. I don't carry pencils, but I do carry makeup, and perhaps it could be a great makeup bag. I need it. I love it. I want it. If you know where to get it, send me the link. I'm sure there's a website somewhere. I remember that there was, like, a website for, like, Gossip Girl and the Vampire Diaries of, like, shop their looks. And it was all, like, you know, thousands of dollars worth of clothes for one scene. Yeah. I'm sure sure there's, like, an $80 pencil case. Yeah, I'm sure there's something similar (laughs) – I'm sure that you can, like, go to, like, Amazon or Target. Probably. And get something comparable. Yeah. It's but, yeah. beautiful, and I it steals my eye several times in this episode. Mm, I, I missed it. I was too busy uh, staring at the blatant homosexuality coming from mm-hmm. our mm-hmm. iconic gal pals, Tara and Darcy. <laughs> um. <laughs> Um, so then, Elle, we cut to lunchtime, and Tara and Darcy call her over right away. They were like, hey, we're over here. Come sit with us. Mm-hmm. And Darcy announces that Tara said you had no friends, <laughs> <laughs> which Tara There's- objects to. Immediately, she's like, I didn't say that. <laughs> also, when Elle walks in, we see the pretty like teal and orange uh, orange juice glasses with straws Mm -hmm. in them or whatever. Those colors are some of my favorite combination of colors. Mm. I remember specifically all of my like art projects and shop projects. I have a, I have a wooden dreidel that I made Mm. in shop that is that's it's those colors. Those are that's like one of my top. So, anytime we get to see the Higgs Canteen, <laughs> um, I am visually pleased because <laughs> I love that color combination. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, Truem, Truem has a chin length or above rule for hair, and L got suspended 
multiple times because of this? Yeah. Which is interesting. Georgie, explain, please. (laughs) Please, please. Is that a thing? Um, Also, before that, Mm. we get introduced to Monster Munch. We do get introduced to Monster Munch. What is Monster Munch? I looked up the first time I watched it because I was so intrigued. Mm. But basically what it is is it's like a it's like a funyun kind of, but it looks like it's shaped like a little monster. Okay. Um they are aimed at children and widely consumed in just the UK. Okay. So it's not uncommon for us to not know what it was, but the flavors include roast beef, flame and hot and pickled onion. Okay. So they are like very much, it's like instead of being an O shaped mm-hmm. funyun, it's like a little monster shaped crunchy snack. Okay. Um, but when, <laughs> when Darcy says monster much and goes to give it to Elle, Elle is very much like, absolutely the fuck not, but I don't want to say that because <laughs> I'm new here and I want to be your friend. So she like hesitates to take it. She's like, uh, Okay, thank you. And then sits it down on the table and oh. never actually eats it. I miss that. <laughs> I love that. Mm-hmm. But yes, Kizzy's delivery of hair length like <laughs> gets I me every I time. Kizzy. I love everyone. They're all so good. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's crazy, and I need a British person to please explain to me how this is a thing. Um Yes. But then Elle admits that Higgs is definitely a lot less stressful, apart from the whole not having friends issue. So sad. Breaks my heart. Uh, relatable. <laughs> yes. Relatable content. Yes. Um, um, go ahead. No, you go. Uh, this is when Tara says, everyone's pretty nice. Um, just don't listen to anything that Darcy says, or she'll have you taking part in her lunchtime games of American football in the science corridor. And I need that deleted scene. I, I need it. want to be a part of Darcy's lunchtime games of American football yes. in the science corridor. Give it to me. I'm also imagining them using a rugby ball instead of an American football because mm-hmm. they're like mm-hmm. similarly shaped. Um, yes. It's hilarious. I love it. I want it. I need and it. I need to know. I want to, as someone who, I was in color guard. I understand football. I don't follow it, but I understand it. I want to hear Darcy's. I want to know her rules. I want to know. <laughs> I want to hear her explanation of American football. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Uh, I just want to see it. I understand nothing of American football. <laughs> um, my One of my friends in college was a cheerleader for the, the football team. And also mm-hmm. the basketball team. But I understand basketball. <laughs> um, yeah. But my husband, who I was dating at the time, played football in high school. And literally, I would just lean over and be like, so what's happening? <laughs> what? What? Who? Uh-huh. Okay. All right. So that's a down. What's a down again? <laughs> like, it, yeah. it does not compute no matter how many times someone explains it to me, I've been at Super Bowl parties, just like, what is happening? Who? I am here for the free chicken wings. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, Listen, I'm not saying that I'm an expert or that I understand a lot of the technicality mm. that goes on in the game, but I can tell 
why we're cheering and who's winning and what's going on usually. <laughs> um, if there's like a penalty for something, I'll be like, wait, what? Why? But I can keep up with it. Okay. You know? I, it took me a while, mm-hmm. um, but being at every football game for several years of yeah. high school, I kind of picked up on a little bit of it. Um, but yeah, I just would really love to hear Darcy specifically explain oh, I the rules. To. It would be so chaotic and so inaccurate and perfect. <laughs> oh, perfect. yeah. <laughs> someone, someone leaves that bleeding every time. <laughs> And at, yeah. at, at least half of that is Darcy. <laughs> yes. Um, I feel like Darcy is like the Band-Aid lesbian. Like the one that's just got them like all over her shins and her elbows, like everywhere all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Elle asks how long um, Tara mm-hmm. and Darcy have been friends. And they've been best gal pals for five years. Is the math confusing to you? No. It took me a minute. They're counting year seven as the first year because they're in year 11. So year seven, eight, nine, 10, 11. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Because I was like, are they supposed to be year older? But then that doesn't explain why they're in class with L if L is a year 11. Yeah. But if they're counting year seven, that that tracks that's the only thing that makes sense i've had this conversation with a couple of people and (laughs) never landed on that so i'm excited to go back after this and be like i have answers (laughs) yeah um but yeah they're best gal pals and nothing more gal pals which is not subtle and the way that Darcy says it is not subtle, and the way that Tara reacts yeah. is not subtle. And also, it's, none of it is subtle. Like chronological. Like we know. Like if we're kind of saying that this is like in the like you know twenty twenty one twenty twenty two kind of like time space. Like gal pals has been a thing in the queer cultural zeitgeist yeah. for a while. Yeah. And like, so they know what they're doing because they know that Elle is queer. They know like, <laughs> but I wonder if it's not because later when it does get revealed, mm-hmm. they do seem like they didn't weren't really expecting her to pick up on it. That quickly. Yeah. I wonder if, they're not just so comfortable with heterosexuals that they could make those jokes and not it not be picked up that it's like kind of second nature and mm. that's why Elle's able to clock it. Tara was like the way that she reacted was like you can't fucking do that around <laughs> this person because because let's be real Tara Jones is intuitive. She is she knows what's going on around her. She's mm-hmm. like she knew that Elle was going to pick up on that. I oh, don't yeah. think that Darcy thought about it before she said I that. actually originally was like in this scene, like, because right off Darcy's like, so Tara said you have no friends. And like, I was thinking about some other things and like other points where Darcy doesn't read things well. And I was mm-hmm. like, autistic coded Darcy? Yeah, I had that thought too. Autistic coded Darcy and autistic coded Tao. Those are kind of yeah. my two theories at the moment. Yeah. Um. There's a big Nick Nelson autism following out there. I don't see it as much as I see the others. I I agree. I'm interested to explore it further. Yes. But definitely straight away, Darcy and Tao are the two that I read. 
And maybe even a little Charlie. Yeah. This is what happens so. when you put two neurodivergents in a room. Because they just read everyone <laughs> as neurodivergent. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Everyone's gay and everyone's neurodivergent. Yes. Um, but, like, actually, though. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so then we go to Truem. And Nick is showing Charlie pictures of Nellie, which I refuse to believe that this is the first time that Nick is showing pictures of Nellie to Charlie. No. But Charlie is acting like this is the first time that he's ever seen a picture of Nellie Nelson. Yeah. Also, I want to point out that when it pulls away from the screen that shows the two of them, they're sitting so far away from each other (laughs) that it's like jolting to Mm. see coming from someone who's seen it so many times at this point where like closer to the, like just pay attention to the the desk at their closeness (laughs) from here on out, because this is episode two and they're like a foot and a half apart from each other. They're not touching. There's a huge space between them. And I just think that we should, even in this episode, there's going to be times, but specifically at the desk in front of their schoolmates. Yes. Pay I think it's important. From, from here oh, on. I'm especially yeah. intrigued. Like, thinking about Kiss, I'm especially intrigued. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and so Nick invites Charlie over to meet Nellie on Saturday. So do you th- – here's a question. Uh-huh. Do you think one of two outcomes? Is this Nick just being a pure soul who's like, oh, my God. Your parents only have animals. I'm an animal. You should play with my animal. Everyone should have animal time. Or is this Nick who has been secretly pining for a month now? How can I get Charlie to my house? How can we hang out one-on-one? How can, oh my God, you like my dog? Do you want to come to my, to see my dog at my house? And has he been waiting for his moment to be like, aha, strike? (laughs) Or is this just him being a genuinely, because he is, he is genuinely just like a pure soul. So what do you think about this scene? Option B. Ooh. <laughs> I yes. So yeah, I think that this was like, oh, I'm going to use this as an excuse to invite you over. I also think it's a pretty weak excuse. I think that you should have <laughs> just led with Mario Kart tournament. Like you had an in already, True. dude. Um, I But I do. I think that this is like, I want to spend more time with you. This is an opportunity and I am taking it. Yeah, I also um, think that he's been waiting and this is like strike while the iron's hot. Exactly. Like, exactly. Um and Charlie is again not subtle, being like blush, 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 br- blush, like yes, breathless, like uh-huh. yeah. I think I'm free, like blush, <laughs> blush, smile, not subtle, no. not subtle, my guy. So I need everyone to know that when I was typing up my notes, um, I went to put in the, like, heading of Saturday to, like, signal the, like, shift in scene. Um, But uh, in a beautiful Freudian slip, I typed (laughs) Saturday. I knew it. I knew it. And I have chosen to keep it um, for posterity. Um. (laughs) Yes. Yes. This is when we get Charlie lacing up his shoes mm-hmm. on the stairs. And this is something that Cassandra, our lovely Cassandra, who did our theme song. Yes. I told her about this show and we video chatted about it back and forth. 
And she sent me a very concerned message about this scene (laughs) that has now confused me. And I have more questions for Georgie. Did you notice the way in which he ties his shoelaces? No. It's not any way that I've ever tied my laces. I can't. I've done it in... Alyssa, I record. I screen recorded this and did it in slow motion, so that I could see <laughs> how he was doing this. He like has the one loop, everything's tied, and then he tucks the end of the shoestring back in to make the other loop. Hmm. Interesting. And I'm curious: is this is it like regional? Is it a UK thing? It, are there people in the US who tie their shoes like this? I don't know, but I need to know. If you tie your shoes like this, please tell me and also send me a tutorial because I can't figure it out. So there's also a scene later that Nick does his shoes like this too. Okay. So this is going to be the reel for the episode, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I'll do it over and over again. Um, Even if it's a bonus one, we'll make a thing about this. I I need to know. We can ask the... um, there's another Heartstopper podcast that has finished season mm. one already. Um, and I connected with them on Instagram and they are both from the UK. So I will also have to ask them, like, <laughs> do y'all tie your shoes like this? I just need to know. Yes, just bonus episode with all of the British people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody. Um, so we get Tori in this scene. She's just uh, – Leaning on the wall in her dressing gown, sipping on her diet lemonade, watching Charlie like obsess over his hair and all of this stuff. And she knows exactly what is going on. She says, he says he's going to a friend's house. Mm -hmm. She says, Tao. (laughs) And our boy Charlie, (laughs) who cannot hide his emotions. Sweet summer child. He says, No. His, his name is Nick. <laughs> and I'm like, if you didn't want her to know, you were going about this the wrong, wrong. way. Yeah. <laughs> her and she just looks at him. Uh, her face is just like, seriously. <laughs> iconic big sister Tori Spring. I love it. And I love her robe. Oh, it yeah. It's so great. comfy. Yes. Yeah, you're right. Her have fun, have fun at Nick's and she turns. It's yeah. So good. It's great. She's great. She's great. I again, I said this before we started recording, but I'll say it for everyone else too. I want a solitaire spin off yeah. Netflix talking mm-hmm. to you. <laughs> <laughs> but Alice needs a nap first, please, Netflix. Yes. We can wait. Yes. Um, so then we get uh Charlie walking up to Nick's and we get another rainbow lens flare. Mm-hmm. Um, on like the door. And then it cuts to like a close up of Charlie going to ring the bell and he's shaking. He's so nervous. (laughs) My note is Charlie hesitates. He's so nervous to ring this doorbell just for Nick to immediately clock that he's had a very minor haircut. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Um, I I wrote um, Nick notices Charlie's haircut, touches and plays with Charlie's hair, which is completely 100% 100% be- heterosexual behavior. Heterosexual. Yes. <laughs> um, I will take a sip of wine. Oh, uh, yes. Oh, no. But my favorite, though, is then Charlie, like, is like, is it bad? 
And Nick says, no, you look, it looks great. Yeah. The bi panic in this child's face. <laughs> I know. It, the, the, you look, it looks, it's, I mean, it's classic, yeah. you know? Yeah. He's definitely thinking every single word. Like, oh, yeah. Like the self censoring gets so mm-hmm. intense from here on out. <laughs> and he says, you better come in. Or Nellie will think that we are going on a walk. That poor dog already thinks they're going on a walk. To which, as dog owner, I say, you can't say the word walk, (laughs) I I thought the same thing. You have to spell it. We all know this. (laughs) If you've said it, it's too late. It's too late. Yeah, it's too late. Um, And they go play Mario Kart. Yeah. And they are flirt, flirt, flirting. So much. Charlie's already won five or six games, um, but he claims that he's going easy on Nick. And we don't even have Ollie as an excuse in this one. Yeah, we don't. He's just a fucking nerd. Um, Also, (laughs) I paused it because I was curious. Charlie is playing as King Boo, and Nick is playing as Toad. Uh, Nice. I thought about pausing it, and then I was like, nah, Alyssa will (laughs) Now. I'll just let her do the video game stuff. <laughs> I'm very glad that I have carved out in this episode 2.5 um, a niche. Um, yeah, I was like, mm, she's got this. Yes. Um, Nick doesn't understand how Charlie is so good at Mario Kart, but he also like didn't finish that far behind. They were close, right? They were That's close. I, I replayed it like three times because I was like, wait, let me just double check. Because I was mm-hmm. like not 100% confident that I had mapped the correct care. Like I was making sure that I had like mapped the correct side of the screen to the correct right. character. Um, but also I was like, you know what? Sometimes people are fucking awful and they sit on the opposite side of the couch as their split screen. I hate you. Um, uh, for those of I- you listening, Ashley just pointed to herself. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but okay, let me explain okay. that I'm never going to be the one that's like, we should play video games. I'm going to be the one that gets handed a controller and I am where I'm at. <laughs> but see, but I'm that's not why moving myself. I'm, I'm the one who's on like, no, side. you have to scooch over. I will make you. Like, <laughs> I will physically push you with my body. I will move your body with my body. <laughs> Okay, okay. editor Brie is also like, yeah, okay, so, okay, to be fair, I'm not a game person, so. Okay, so note note to self, when Ashley comes for Taylor Swift, do not suggest Mario Kart. Which Alyssa got us tickets for, no, I'll play, you'll just have to tell me to move and I'll move. (laughs) Is that people don't tell me to move that yeah. I play with typically. So that's me <laughs> on the other side. And then I'm confused. I'm the one that gets confused because I didn't move. <laughs> and then I'm the one that's like, what character am I? I don't know. Like, it's bad. Yeah. It's a thing. Uh, but so I was I was like, let me just replay it and see who wins because I know Charlie wins. So then I can have 100% confidence that I've said which right. character is playing which side of the screen. Um, and yeah, they're not very far behind. Um, it's super close. And this is when the flirting gets really intense. I, (laughs) uh, you get to be good at real sports. I get to be good at fake ones. Um, but then (laughs) 
I, I have some notes here. Yeah. Um, Nick says Charlie is good at everything and that he is a proper little nerd. And apparently the criteria to be a, quote, proper <laughs> little nerd, end quote, is being good at video games, being good at literally all school ex- subjects, but especially math, playing the drums, befriending dogs, and being good at sports. Which for Charlie is running so fast. Yeah. Um, I disagree. As a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah. That's some interesting criteria. Yeah. I mean, like playing the drums, I feel like of the cool instruments, it's definitely the nerdiest. Cause like drums, you can be in a band and it's cool, but like like a rock band, but you can also be like in the marching band. It's like, but in my experience, the percussion were kind of in my experience the ass like the cool kid assholes mm. that got into band because they wanted to play drums. Like nobody okay. who was an actual nerd was a drummer. Yeah. Okay. I knew a couple of drummers. In the, like, school band who were nerds. I was Um, in band for one year. Okay. And that's because I I wanted to play the snare drum. Oh. That's why I wanted to start band. Not saying I'm cool or anything. Yeah. (laughs) But, because clearly it never happened. (laughs) But. They it filled, it was the first one to fill up. And I'm an H. Mm -hmm. And it was in alphabetical order. And so that was the only interest like that was my only interest and I didn't know it was going to be like that so I got put on the spot like they just called your name and were like what instrument what instrument what instrument and they were like well the drums are taken and I was like okay and they're like you have to pick something else like right now (laughs) and so I chose saxophone (laughs) because I my only friend in the class Mm. had chosen saxophone okay um I was horrible and I quit after the first year because the director was really mean and like through through his little sticks at people like that's he was, not nice it was he got fired after Good. a while but it was a whole <laughs> but so i feel like the playing the drums in high school is like there's a line that you cross i don't mm. feel like charlie was ever in marching band i think he was like a solo drummer which makes that's like a different cool okay yeah than being in the band but like i don't think it makes him a nerd no i it's not a nerdy instrument but you Um, know what does make him a nerd is trying to do nick's homework in episode one oh yes yes no i am not disagree i am not disagreeing that charlie spring is a nerd charlie spring is a fucking nerd (laughs) i am disagreeing with nick nelson with rugby king nick nelson's perception of what a nerd is um, <laughs> but he also, these are all the things he likes about that's Charlie. That's true. That's true. And he's um, rolling in this excuse to tell Charlie all the reasons he likes them or he likes him is because he's a nerd. Yeah. But these are just the reasons yes. he's clocked as to why oh, he yeah. likes Charlie so much. Charlie is so flirty in the scene and it's so much better. Like the stark contrast between like the way he's like stop and he like slams his hand over yes. his mouth and like pushes him down i'm like you are children You're in his bed. <laughs> I know, i'm like you are children this is this is a family yes. friendly show um but 
like contra- contrasting that with the thank you for being my supportive straight friend, yeah. it's night and day. It's not subtle, yeah. but it's a lot smoother. I think that this scene specifically is such an indication of how well that they fit together naturally mm-hmm. and are comfortable with each other naturally without even trying because we know how anxious Charlie is. We know that he is shaken in his fucking yes. boots to be sitting on the end of Nick Nelson's bed at oh, this yeah. point in time. However, he still puts his hand over his mouth and lays him down in his bed, which oh, is in and bold in mine lays back on his bed like it's, that is um that is a move it's a move it's a and there's no awkwardness it's yeah it's just natural and then it starts snowing it's snowing. <laughs> death by cuteness <laughs> death by cuteness they both run outside and dance with me starts to play yes. and it's been Which, stuck in my head all day that scene and that song won an, an award. Mm-hmm. Um, it won Best Musical Moment at the MTV Movie and TV Awards, mm. as it fucking should have. As it fucking should have. This is the first time we get Charlie in Nick's blue hoodie, um, which kind of yeah. is like a recurring thing in the comics. Um, although I and have Charlie, a question. Charlie, when he puts it on... <laughs> No, go ahead. No, you go because my question is later. So when uh, Nick hands him the hoodie, Charlie says, it's a bit big. (laughs) And then he puts it on and Nick waits like a fraction of a second and says, that one looks good. (laughs) (laughs) Which is like, we know why. We know why. That little one like half second of hesitation is because he was like, oh, shit. I panic, by panic. Yeah. Panic. <laughs> um and that yeah, I have a question because mm-hmm. how long did, was it snowing before they noticed that it was snowing? Because mm-hmm. like there's enough snowfall that they like leave footprints. Yeah, and they make snow angels. Yeah. How long was it snowing? I feel like it was supposed to based on the quantity of snow that was falling i feel like it was supposed to be like a fast hard okay snow but like the like snow that probably is like 10 or 15 minutes okay is my guess okay to like get a, a like base coat before they because they were they were looking at the tv screen playing video games yeah that's true like five no or six games of mario kart is not yeah before short. they looked out the window yeah but yeah and then i call this the falling love in the snow montage yeah. Nick is again playing with Charlie's hair. Constantly. Constantly. Cannot keep Which, like, hand. I will say, like, as someone with curly hair is a massive pet peeve of mine. So every time, like, there's this, like, war inside of me of, like, it's so cute, but also, don't touch his hair. Don't touch it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and when they lay down to do their side by side, because we do get to see the scene where Charlie is laid down by himself doing Mm -hmm. snow angels. And Nick takes the photo that we later see Charlie posts. But then Nick lays down beside him. And again, zero fucking space at this point. Zero space. And there's like no awkwardness or anxiety between the two of them. I also, I, I made a note that said, if this were 2012 and I were still on Tumblr, um, 
like my Heartstopper blog would totally be snow angels and selfies. Because, like, I wrote that as a note just, like, on my first watch to be, like, this is what is happening in this scene. Is they're making snow angels and they're taking selfies. So I wrote snow angels and selfies. And I was, like, that is a fucking 2012 Tumblr Tumblr URL (laughs) if ever I've heard one. Um, So if the official uh, Why Are We Like This Tumblr gets changed to snow angels and selfies, that's why. Uh, But I'm also not going to do that because (laughs) – Maybe down the road. Maybe. As an Easter we'll egg. See. I'm not going to rule it out that it's going to end up bad because no. it is perfect. Also, just like the – it's not – that's not really how it works anymore. Like, I mean, it's not really how, like, people name their blogs anymore, so. No. But it's, like, very – it's very fun. much like a peak 2012 fandom Tumblr thing. Love it. Love it. Also, we get this – um like ending part to this scene where the music is playing. We can't really hear what they're saying, but they're talking. And I want to know, was there written dialogue uh, for this or is it all just like ad lib? Like, yeah. Either way, I want it. I, yeah. I would love to have the scene just as is without music so I yes. could hear what they're saying. Give us the raw footage. Please. Please. And then also we have like the beautiful, like the animated snow as well. Yeah. It's great. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. It's beautiful. And then we cut to Oscar winner Olivia Coleman. <laughs> also, I don't think, tell me, this, we live in, for people who don't really know the U.S., if you don't, we live in very different parts mm-hmm. of the U.S., Um do do y'all have a large portion of like tiny glass milk bottles? No, we don't. I don't think I've ever seen a glass jar of milk except for at the local like at the local farms where yeah. you can buy it directly. Mm-hmm. Um, but if anything from the store is going to be a plastic bottle, so to see or like a his carton. Yeah, like a yeah. Well, even here, it's mostly plastic. Because well, I drink oat milk. Because um, gorgeous, gorgeous girls have lactose intolerance, and I am a gorgeous, <laughs> gorgeous girl. Um, but so I drink oat milk, and that comes in in the the cartons. And I've definitely yeah, yeah. seen um, cartons of like regular milk. Yeah, I guess it's just not as popular yeah. here. There's some almond milk mm-hmm. that comes in a carton oat milk is kind of hard to find where i'm at i was literally just mm-hmm. with a friend going through several stores trying to find some oat oh, milk no. um i would die so it's just like it was weird for, it took me out of it you know to see him using the the little splash of milk from a jar like yeah. a glass i didn't even clock that i was kind of lingering on the the monogrammed mug with the yeah. n <laughs> And I was like, and for Nick or and for Nelson, whose mug is this? <laughs> I've never thought about that. I just always assumed it was for Nick, but you're right. It could totally be for Nelson. Yeah. Wow. Because I'm like, is it Nick's mug or is it Sarah's or is it David's? I hope it's not David's. Wow. Or maybe they have a gr- maybe they have a set of N mugs for Nelson. Yeah. I know. Who knows? So wow. interesting. But yeah. Sarah Nelson totally knows what's going on. (laughs) Like, I also, I love she, like, she says that she likes Charlie and that Nick is more himself around Charlie. 
And I have so many emotions yeah. and thoughts about this moment and Kit Connors acting in this moment. And I'm crying yeah. and I'm like, I'm not even <laughs> joking. Like my eyes are getting watery just thinking about it. Oh. This scene, yeah. The there's a there's a handful of scenes between Sarah and Nick that mean a lot to me. Yeah. Um, and this is one yes. of them. And I said this on, I did like a um, season overall type of episode with Slayer Fest for their Patreon mm-hmm. um, about this. And I brought this scene up and how I feel like, and maybe I'm wrong. I said this on there too. Maybe I'm wrong. But I feel like for a lot of us, Growing up at different ages, it doesn't have to be as old as he is. A lot of the times it happens when you're younger. Um, But there is that, like, interaction that you start to have with someone, maybe a family member, maybe a friend, maybe a love interest, who knows. But where it does kind of, like, awaken you a little bit and have you start to think, like, am I doing these things because I like it? Or am I doing these things because this is what I'm used to? This is what I've been influenced Mm -hmm. to do. Am I doing this because I'm comfortable in this space or am I doing this because I actually like it? And I think that this is a moment for him where he really starts to be like, well, shit, even my mom is saying like, I'm different when I'm with him because I am more comfortable in my own skin and in doing the things I like with him than if versus being with the rugby lads for instance and i think Um, too it speaks so much to tau's perception of nick versus charlie's perception of nick because yeah only sees rugby lad nick nelson Mm -hmm. and only from a distance and you know but charlie has never really seen that charlie sees the real nick in a way and it's like it's just innate like, from, like, the start of their, like, friendship, like, Nick never had to, like, put up a facade. It's just, like, you can just feel it with Charlie that, like, this is mm-hmm. what's right. This is who I am. And it feels safe. Yeah. And it's beautiful. And it hurts. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just, like, <sighs> yeah, it's, and, like, it's the way that, I mean, obviously, I have to imagine, like, if I were ever to, like, talk to Kit Connor, I'd be like, okay, but working, like, all of these, like, one-on-one scenes with Olivia Coleman must be so intimidating because she's incredible. Um, But he fucking brings it every single time. And, like, the way, like, the face journey that he goes on where he's, like, realizing it. I mean, he does this so many times in this episode. It's amazing. But, like, realizing it and then, like, the panic <laughs> processing it yeah it's it's incredible truly how much and both like kit and joe do with their faces in this episode yes. and like how he like holds his breath at the right amount of like just the right amount of time in certain scenes and like lets out his answer yep. with his breath like it's just fucking perfect every time so good um so then we cut to nick walking on the sidewalk with a spring in his step. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> He's so happy. So He's so happy. happy. It's so cute. Wait, do you mean Charlie? 
No, we cut to Nick walking up to the school gate. Right. Okay. My brain just kind of like farted a bit. So <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and like he's with his friends. Is like year eleven friends, and Harry's yeah. there, and Imogen's there, who is a new character, and yeah. who we meet in this scene. Um, Nick yes. is very pensively staring at his phone. Imogen yes. is very thirstily staring at Nick. Staring at Nick, <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. She's like hanging out in the back with like Ben and Harry, which, yeah, but. Yeah, she's staring at Nick while he is staring at his phone, texting Charlie. Yes, and he's actually, he's like writing out a text to see if Charlie wants to hang out again. He said so with four or five O's, like, (laughs) "Mm, I was wondering if you want to hang out this weekend. And he hesitates before sending it just long enough for Imogen, Miss Queen of Confidence, to come over. I texting love her so much i will say the first time my first go i was like immediately like no No, i actually i actually wrote down like a whole thing about imogen because like at this point on november 19th 2022 (laughs) i love imogen but I needed to, like, I wanted to kind yes. of go back to the mindset of, like, how I felt on my first few watches when I didn't like her. And I was actually yeah. thinking about it. It's, like, the way, like, how nosy she is in this scene. And also the fact that the first two people that we see her talking to are Harry and Ben. Like, yeah. And we already hate the two of them from the first episode. So it's it's very interesting the way that they introduce her and, like, the arc that she goes on. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah, no, my first impression of her was not good. But I do, at this point, having seen the show countless times, love her. Yeah, I love her, too. Um, Um, My girl cannot take a hint. This is hint number one, straight out the gate, that he is not interested. But, boy, does it just... Uh, I can't wait to talk about her in, like, the next few episodes because... Yeah, it's going to be good. The next episode, specifically, I have some good image. I just... I wish that I had had that type of confidence when I was that Don't age. Don't we all? <laughs> because, man, man. <laughs> Would have made life a lot easier. Or harder. I mean, really. Who knows? Depends. Yeah. Um. So she loudly announces when he says he won't tell her, like he won't tell her what he's doing. She loudly announces that he's definitely chirpsing someone. Had you heard that term before? Because I hadn't. I had to look it up. No, it no. It makes me think of like tweeting, maybe like chirping <laughs> birds, Twitter. No. I don't know, but no, it's not something I'd heard. So, like initially, based on the like way that the group reacted, I thought it was like sexting or something, and that yeah. she was being like, you know, like trying to like embarrass him. But it just means like flirting with someone, which. I mean, at that age, yeah, is embarrassing. I guess, yeah. If you don't if you're like not if you're not the one telling people you're doing it, exactly. Like, it could yeah, be, yeah. Like I, so it was like I literally wrote. I guess that might be scandalous to a group of sixteen year old boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, but then he deletes the text, and he is sad, and I am sad. Yeah. I also this is like the one point that I had to bring this up right now, but like. We know that 
Sebastian Croft got brought back for season two. Mm-hmm. Do we think that he'll have new scenes or do we think they'll all be flashbacks? Hmm. I'm wondering. There's no way to know. Really. Yeah. I just he has, was thinking I, about it. I know. I'm like, I, I think for me, it's more like, what do I want? Because it's really mm-hmm. hard to like say based on what we have in season one and the comics, it's really hard to say because like Ben's story arc is done. But like in the show, yeah. his like his story arc has come to a conclusion. I don't know what more they could do with him without trying to give him a redemption arc that I don't want. Because mm. you have not read Solitaire. No. He's in Solitaire. Okay. I don't know how much you want me to give away. I, I want to keep it pure for at least okay. ten more weeks. Apparently, we'll we'll leave it. We'll we'll just we'll we'll reopen this discussion after you. We'll reconvene. Uh, yes, solitaire. Okay, interesting. So then we cut to the rugby pitch, mm. and Charlie is watching from the sidelines as the reserve yes. while they play their little match, and Tao comes up. But first, <laughs> in this moment, right? I see Charlie. Watching from the sidelines, very much in love with Nick. I paused the fucking show in the (laughs) middle because I had this very vivid image in my brain of an American high school AU. And I have this all written out, so I'm reading off of my notes right now, right? But I had this beautiful image of an American high school AU where Nick is the varsity quarterback and Nick is just like you know, his boyfriend and they've been going out for a while, but it's like the fall after the Paris trip. So Nick's newly out. It's all. And so Nick is finally at a place where he can ask his boyfriend to wear his jersey to the game. (laughs) I paused the fucking episode to write a 270 word fanfic of this little scene. Um, it and took it's me- very cute and everyone should go read it. Yes, we'll link it in the show notes. Um, but um, I just needed everyone to know that because like I could not get it out of my brain. I I had to stop what I was doing <laughs> and write this yeah. fic. As you should have. Yes. As I said in our story earlier, as you should have. Our friend Nicolette um, saw me tweet about it and she was like how does one pause Heartstopper and I'm like <laughs> when you have carefully. a very vivid <laughs> um, image in your mind of a fan yeah. fiction that needs to come into existence at the ex- exact moment but yeah, yeah. I'm very proud For of sure. it it's the first fan fiction I've written in about 10 years and I love it amazing amazing get back on that horse Fill us with content. <laughs> I do have like three more ideas in this same like vein, like one of like him going to the game, one of them at the dance. There may or may not be a promposal idea. Oh my God. So cute. Yeah. So yeah, he's standing there lovingly watching yes. Nick score most of the points as he tells Tao. Yes. Tao comes up. And he says, I actually wanted to talk to you about Nick. To which I scream, read the room, Tao. This is not the place (laughs) to have this conversation. This is obviously a movie night conversation. This is not a let me go see my friend at his scrimmage fucking practice 
game conversation. Yeah. Um, I I did note that Tao appears Doc Martens first <laughs> and understands nothing, which, I mean, fair. Who does? Also, this is another case in which the animation of the, like, the lines and turning it into, like, a comic style really works yes. for me. Mm-hmm. I think this is a great use of that. Yes, I liked it a lot here. Um, so in this moment, Charlie announces that he thinks Nick isn't straight. Um, and he says, obviously, I'm not getting my hopes up, but I just think maybe there's a chance. Except... um. Everything about your face and your voice and your body language tells me that you are, in fact, getting your hopes very up. Your hopes are taller than Nick. (laughs) Yeah. Fucking oak tree hopes at this point. Oh, yeah. Like, in the stratosphere, bud. Um. (laughs) And Tao can tell. Like, his face crumbles because he has come here. With bad News. With bad news and is hearing this first, which makes it even worse. Yeah. And this is so high school. It is. Like, this is so high school. Like, There's so many assumptions being made. This is just, like, telephone game hell. Oh, yeah. Tao heard that Nick likes a girl. Um, And the way that Tao heard this is that he took it upon himself to do some digging over their half-term break because he doesn't want Charlie to get hurt. And I have feelings and they are not good ones. Um, But so he messaged Otis, who he knows from the school play, and asked if Nick was going out with anyone because I might have a friend who is interested, which we've all been there. We've all either been the person asking that for our friend or been the one asking our friend to ask someone. We've all been there. It's very high school. Or been the one asking that about themselves and saying it was a friend. Oh, yeah. Just, you know, all of the things. Um, My problem with it here is that he didn't consult charlie about it there was no like it was like a massive betrayal of trust because even though tau didn't tell otis i think charlie is interested or anything like that it's still this like really big betrayal of trust Mm -hmm. um to do this without getting permission and like i feel like hiding behind the guise of like well i don't want you to get hurt is such a like shitty cop out in this moment Because he knows Charlie's going to be upset and he, you know, wants it to be at Nick or Tara and not at him. I I struggle with this because I do think Tao had good intentions. I just... Just based on him specifically, not other people who have done similar things in my life Mm -hmm. didn't have the best intention. But I think... In this instance, he did have good intentions. Mm-hmm. His, we have to remember that Isaac and L weren't really there for the worst of the yeah. bullying, according to like canon. So it was just Tao. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot to put on yourself, you know? And so he doesn't want to, you know, have to go through that again. Yeah. So it is a little bit selfish in the fact that he doesn't want to feel that burden again of Mm -hmm. having to be the only one there but he also needs to remember that he's not the only one there anymore 
There's a group of them. Charlie has a support network now. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just, it's a fine line he's walking and he's not walking it well. Yeah. I think too that my my opinion is colored by what happens next. Because I yeah. hate yeah. this. Because yeah. Tao pulls out his phone and we learn that Tao, L, and Isaac have a group chat that Charlie is not in. Mm-hmm. And this is, as a person with anxiety, my worst nightmare come to life. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if Charlie knew this, it would break him. Like, I, I just, I hate it so much. And, like, I feel like if Tao, kind of, like, in the first episode, he was just, like, texting L, that'd be one thing, right? This one is, on one, right? Yeah. But to start a chat and intentionally exclude Charlie so that you can talk about him. And, like, yeah. I, have to, I have to assume that this was started to talk about Charlie's crush on Nick. I, I, I don't, I don't like it yeah no that's that's fair i also like suffer from a lot of anxiety and this would fully destroy me for like a long i would have to have several therapy sessions oh yeah i found out so and 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 that's me now as a 31 year old i like if it was me then before i really even understood that i had anxiety Mm -hmm. that i just you know because i didn't at that age no like really un- like understand my own mental health yeah i cannot imagine what that would have been like to find out that all of my friends had a chat that i was not included in oh, oh, it hurts just <laughs> to think about but and so the messages that we see in this group chat are um mostly tau mm-hmm which is also telling, especially given the, like, one not Tao response that we see. So we see uh, previous messages that say Tao uh, – that Tao says, we are useless. And then, can we just get him a cat? He loves cats. Um, and then L says, his parents would hate you, ha, ha, ha. Um, <laughs> which, you know, is accurate. Um, and I think also is just L's way of being like, dude, stop. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I feel like neither Elle nor Isaac were consulted about the formation of this chat and don't want to be there, but also don't want to leave each other. Like, don't want to abandon the other. Um, right. And then Tao says, damn it. Don't worry. We'll think of something. And then now he's adding emergency Charlie situation. You two free this evening. Looks like. Who gave you the authority to say it was an emergency? Yeah. And I just feel like, yeah, you're right. And and I am, I've said it once, I'll say it again. I'm a towel defender. (laughs) This episode is not his best. No, it's not. It's, there's uh, not a lot to defend here. It's, it's so hard to be generous at this point with like what he's doing. So then we get very heavy-handed. Yes. So we then we get this intervention at Tao's house and Tao's only good moment in this episode, (laughs) in which he dubs himself Charlie's token straight friend, Um, which speaks to me deeply because you know I feel like a lot of media likes to like put the token gay friend gay friend yes stuff and I'm like no 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 you have never met a queer person in your life there's 
it's always like an army of queer people and the one token straight person. Yeah. Usually. So like one good one you can find. Yes. And like usually that person is dating one of the members of the group and that's the only reason they're there. <laughs> or like is their very best friend. Yes. Yes. Like has like a very deep emotional connection for a long – like a long standing thing. Like they – like, it's someone who is adopted into the friend group as part of a package mm. deal with a queer person. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I love my husband. He is this person. <laughs> I was just thinking the same thing. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, all my queer friends are like, Zach is so cool. We love him. We want him to hang out with us. And I'm like, but he's, you guys know he's straight, right? Like, we're, I love him, but yeah. you want me to bring him to the gay bar? Okay. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just making sure. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so we get several good lines in this scene. Yes. We get the Tolkien straight friend line. We get the um, Isaac saying, but I want to believe in romance. Yes. Chef's kiss. Yes. Um, is also, this the most that we hear Isaac speak the entire season? Is this like the scene with the most Isaac he, words in it? I can't say 100%, but I believe so. He's very excited in this scene and he like word vomits. <laughs> And L walks in. He so, also yeah, doesn't I, have a book. Yeah, no, he's fully Invested. fully involved in this conversation. Yeah. Um, L comes in, and I just have to say, this color top, beautiful, is gorgeous, gorgeous. It suits her so well, and and it even kind of it does kind of shift color. You can tell like. When she comes in and she the camera's at one angle, and then it's like just slightly a different color from the other angle when the sun's coming through, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter which one it's we're beautiful. talking about. Both of them are fucking gorgeous on Yasmin Finney. Like, please. And the coat. Did you see her coat that she's got? I love carrying? it. Ugh. Give me that coat or give me death. <laughs> it's probably like 2500 bucks, but <laughs> I'm sure it's insane. By death, I mean financial death. Oh, yes. Um, she – I do have to – I do take issue with Elle on one thing uh, because she calls Nick the straightest person I have ever seen. And again, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. Just no. I disagree, Elle. And if anyone was going to pick up on it, it yeah. would be Elle. Because she clocked Tara and Darcy real quick. Immediately. Uh, yeah. But I guess also if the only context she has of Nick is with the rugby lads yeah. playing. Like if only – if that's it. If she never like – they we don't – do we confirm that they – no, they did have a class together in mm -hmm. the comic. Geography. Was it geography? I don't remember. I think so. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Um, I will – because that's in the bowling alley. It comes mm -hmm. up. So it's I will in consult, the next episode. I will consult the comics for that. But Yeah. yeah. But if her main context is, like, P.E. and rugby, maybe, like, but has she, like, looked at his Insta? Has she spent any time thinking about him outside of that? Because, mm. yeah, it's, um, yeah. Um, she does, to her credit, she's really hesitant to kind of, like, buy into this, you know, asking Tara about Nick thing. Again, as someone with anxiety, I'd be like, 
no, I'm not fucking doing that. Are you kidding me? I don't even know. Like, I can't just walk up to someone who I barely know and be like, do you like this guy? Yeah. Like, no, that's weird. That's weird. That's a weird thing to do. And I do think, too, there's also, like, this in the back of her mind, knowing that, you know, something is up with her and Darcy, with Tara and Darcy. Yeah. But not wanting to give that away, which is, you know, again, the good and respectful thing to do. Yeah. So, and I, but she does, she also has the line where she says that she, she doesn't know Tara well enough to ask and that she's too busy being the mysterious new girl who everyone wants to hang out with, which like on the one hand is a great line, but also breaks my heart because we know that she's had such a hard time making friends. Yeah. And I, but I do love how Tal is, his face in response to that line, like William Gow, like. (laughs) Chef's kiss Great. again, like just like mysterious girl. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's so good. But she finally agrees to ask if she gets the chance because she sees Charlie's face crumble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like she's and she doing- even says like oh, God. Like, yeah. Shit. Yeah, she's doing this for Charlie, which I love, and that's the thing that I think is is like a lot better about how Ella's handling it. Then how Tao is handling it is Tao is doing it for Tao. Ella's doing it for Charlie. Um, but then we get the adorable group hug where Charlie goes to hug her and then Isaac joins and Tao doesn't want to. But then L asks and he's like, yeah, oh, so he fine. Can't resist. <laughs> God. And then conveniently in French class, they're they're talking about friends and family. Yeah. I love how quickly I love how quickly Tara is to include Elle. It was so sweet. She doesn't even think about it. She's like, uh yes, please. <laughs> yes. Also, Darcy's uh je suis très bien en français. I loved it. I loved it so much. Just like, yeah, you are terrible. Even if you think you're great. Did you do French? I didn't. I did Spanish. Um, I did too. But I, I did ballet, so like I have like a context of French from that. <laughs> Speaking of, <laughs> I took a screenshot of the like it's you know, like in high school when they would have like those big rolls of paper uh-huh. that you could get out and make art on. Uh-huh. The French class art. Did you look at it? No. It's behind her. It's okay. There's an like a woman's bust that's clearly like a corset with like a shawl Mm -hmm. over her. There's another person that's like in a dress with their red boot like coming out of it. And there's an accordion and a paint palette. And it just says accordion palette. Moulin Rouge. And I'm like, who, what American did they get to design this French room? Because yeah. those are like the quintessential, like, accordion, palette, Moulin Rouge. Like, yeah. we're in a French class, just so you know. Yeah. <laughs> That's really funny. I didn't even notice that. Um, but yeah, so then they, they all start asking each other, do you have a boyfriend? <laughs> Darcy's the best because she changes the um 
article from like I don't know French, but she changes it from the masculine form to the feminine the form. Feminine. So she really says, "Yes, I have a girlfriend." To which L points out, and she blushes and giggles and says, "Oops." Oh. <laughs> Uh, yeah just the look and the giggle between tyra and darcy is great um and not subtle (laughs) not subtle at all um also just like a quick sidebar because the way to say boyfriend or girlfriend is petit ami which literally translates to little friend (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah um which because those are two of the words in french that i know separate from each other um, and I was like, little friend? Do you have a little friend? <laughs> huh? What? <laughs> interesting, interesting. Um, I don't like it. I'm gonna stick with Spanish. <laughs> Not here, boy. I'm gonna stick with Spanish. Although <laughs> Spanish has its own problems. <laughs> Every um, language has its yes, own problems. Yes, English included. Um, so then L uses the same question to ask. Tara, who says, no. Not subtle. Better than, thank you for being my supportive straight friend. (laughs) Yeah. And better than changing it to a feminine versus masculine. Just say no. Just say no. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) And Darcy's like, side eye, side eye. He's like, what? It's true. True. I know. (laughs) Again, pointing out to Elle. That there is something going on here. Oh my god. Then we get Charlie sitting at the desk. This breaks me. His anxiety is palpable. And Nick walks in and sits down and looks over at him. And Charlie fully disassociates. (laughs) And fully. Just is gone. (laughs) And sees in his mind Nick saying, I'm straight. Like, I only like girls, and if you feel that way, we should just be friends. Like, or no, we should, not even, even – Maybe yeah, we, we shouldn't should even be, be friends. friends. Yeah. And Nick is so gentle with Charlie here so. without even really fully understanding what's happening, Um, which goes back to, again, Nick is just such a pure soul that – He's a golden retriever. His, yeah, his – initial instinct is just to be so gentle and understanding and it just warms my heart yeah and then fully breaks it (laughs) with the rest of the show so yeah but yeah so nick is really concerned about like what is going on in charlie's brain like because charlie has fully left the planet earth Mm -hmm. and has moved to planet anxiety um which like relatable um yeah but then when he kind of like comes back and realizes that that was just his anxiety he asks if nick wants to come over and hang out which we have already seen nick at the beginning of this episode wanting to hang out more yeah um so his little like relieved sigh and smile has a little more weight to it than just situational because we know that this is something he's already been wanting and trying to figure out how to make happen. Yeah. And then we go back to Higgs. <laughs> a lot of there's a well boy. <laughs> there's a lot of back and forth in this episode. It moves so quick. Mm-hmm. And Tara and Darcy are alone in the classroom being very gay. So bad. 
so gay. And Elle comes in and says hi. And Darcy says that she was admiring Tara's hands. Which because is- hers get super crusty in the winter, but Tara stays so soft. And the first time I watched this, I literally said, that's the gayest excuse <laughs> I've ever heard. Literally word for word, only yeah. for that to be exactly. said word for word a few minutes later. Yeah. And I was like, aha! Yeah. <laughs> like, seriously, her hands are so soft. Way to be straight. <laughs> yes. Extremely heterosexual Darcy Olsen. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> oh my God. Um, so Elle just kind of like comes out and says it. Like, I don't know if I've got the wrong idea, but are you guys dating? Yeah. Which is and brave. They admit it. Yeah. yeah. It is it is brave. And it's and the way she said it, like, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. She's trying really hard not to make assumptions. Yeah. But also as another queer person has to be like are we on the same page? Yeah. Like, yeah. We're already, we've crossed the like talking friendship boundary. Now I need to know, like, do I understand you the yes. way I'm understanding uh-huh. you? Um, so yeah, it's, uh, and the look that they give each other, like, sh- should we? Should yeah. We it's her? like the telepathic, like, do we do it? And yeah. And they do. Yeah. And they tell her she's officially part of the inner circle officially part of the inner circle so cute so cute i love it it's great and like it's the beginning of something beautiful um yes and the amount of fix that i've read that are like l meets tara and darcy and nick in one corner and has tau and charlie in the other corner and like unites them and i'm like yeah tracks it fucking yeah. tracks yeah so then we go to the flirtiest scene uh, ever. Flirt. This is one of my favorite scenes from the whole show. It's great. Um, Nick is bad at the drums. And so Charlie does the classic, here, let me help you. And he like grabs his hands and is like playing the drums. And it's like making it like Nick is playing the drums. And the way that these two boys look at each other. That is love if I have ever seen it. First off, another top-notch sweater by Charlie Spring. Yes. I need all of these sweaters. Second, I feel like his he doesn't even realize that, that he is sharing a tiny-ass stool, thigh to thigh, holding his hands over Nick's hands and drumming until he looks over at Nick, who is blushing insanely oh because he has been fully losing his mind since Nick's uh, since Charlie sat down. Mm-hmm. Like I losing his mind. I saw a great post earlier that was like, "Who needs the only one bed trope when we have only one stool?" <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so he looks over at Nick, who is losing his mind and together they look down at their hands and realize that even though they've stopped drumming they're still holding Holding each other yes and charlie aborts mission yes (laughs) he is out (laughs) 
And then we cut to them on the couch, and Charlie has fallen asleep. Then Nick reaches over like he wants to go hold Charlie's hand, and there's like a little tiny spark, like animated on the screen. And then he gets scared and he pulls his hand away. But then he tries again. Like, how convenient that Charlie fell asleep. Yes. With his hand just just open and waiting. Then, also, what movie do you think they're watching? I, I tried to listen. I really wasn't sure. But in my heart, my heart says Star Wars. <laughs> so I'm going <laughs> Star Wars Empire Strikes Back. Okay, fair. Don't ask me why. It just... it. I just know it in my soul to be true. I have no evidence, but. <laughs> yeah. And the way that he looks over at sleeping Charlie with just like so much like adoration and like, it's just before he even gets to the hand, like just yeah. looking at sleeping Charlie is like a moment for him. It's a moment. <laughs> and our friend Eliza mm-hmm. said this. When we first watched this, I feel like the the way that they animated this, where the hands are, like, glowing mm-hmm. when Nick hovers and there's, like, lightning bolts and, like, little firecracker sounds and, like, it just does such a good job of, like, showing you, like, mm-hmm. really what it feels like to be, like, 16 and first, yeah, a first love, like... You don't really know what's going on, but you know that you really like this person and, like, there's something there and mm-hmm. you can feel it, but, like, you don't know. Like, I just feel like they killed it. They absolutely so killed good. it. Yes. And, like, the way that, like, it's, like, the little tiny, like, little sparks the first time mm-hmm. and then the full-on fireworks the second, the second time. time. Yeah. Like, it's, like, he's, like, oh, I wonder. Oh, I felt something. Oh, let me... Oh, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in <Did> too <laughs> deep. <laughs> Did you see Netflix's little video they made? No, I didn't. The, they did it for TikTok like way back mm, a long time ago, but I'll have to find it. It's like very much, it's all of these little cuts together that, and it's like Nick's wrote, like, you know, when you do the text mm-hmm. on Snapchat and you can have it read yeah i mean not tiktok and it reads it's like that robot voice and yeah. it's like i wonder what it would feel like oh that was gayer than i thought it was gonna be <laughs> oh okay maybe am i gay i don't know like i'll just have yeah. to link you that video because it's just very good the i was like this is top-notch promo net netflix mm. like you did a good job with this one <laughs> yeah it was so good and i was crying yeah this scene yeah it yes. gets you and also, like, I feel like thinking about Charlie as someone with anxiety and depression and, like, all of his control issues, like, the fact that he fell asleep is also very telling of, like, how yeah. he feels around Nick. But it also goes back to the ED, I think. Yes. As well. Like, not not eating and not having energy. Yeah. And how it can wear on you. But the fact that he was – you're right, that he was comfortable enough. Mm-hmm. To fall asleep with Nick. As opposed to being like, oh, I'm tired. Like, you know, maybe we should call it or something. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Which he even says, like, I wish you didn't have to go in the next Mm -hmm. next bit. He's wrapped up in the blanket and he's so sad that Nick has to leave. And 100% heterosexual Nick Nelson says, (laughs) you look so cuddly in that. 
Again, something that no heterosexual male has ever said in their fucking life to another ma- male, to a boy, to another person. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see Brie? I have already finished my drink. I'm sorry, Brie. Oh, no. <laughs> I haven't finished my subtle comments yet, so. Yeah. Or another one. <laughs> Got some more. Yep. I don't think that's my last... It might be. We're nearing the end. Anyway. He can't he can't handle it. He can't handle he it. He can't handle the cuddleness of uh Charlie and he can't keep him his hands to himself any he longer. Hugs him for a long time. And then I, I have to assume that what happens is he looks up and he sees Tori. Cause he then like he then like very suddenly like clears his throat and is like, see you Monday and leaves. I have a different reading. Oh. I think that he didn't think it through. It was very much an impulse hug. Oh. And then it's when Charlie comes out of his shock and hugs him back (gasps) that it cuts back to Nick's face. And Nick looks up and kind of his breath hitches a little bit like, oh, shit, he's hugging me back. I didn't think of it that way. Bro, I gotta go. Like, no homo, but I gotta get out of here. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. <laughs> but I do have a head a head cannon about Tori. Ooh. Here. Um, when she pops out later and says that she doesn't think he's straight. Oh, My yeah. head cannon is that she was in the kitchen, she was re- refilling her diet lemonade. Yes. And she hears, You look so cuddly like that. To which she was like, gay so she starts to uh sneak around the corner and listen to the rest of it and sneaks around and sees the hug but Mm. i don't i never clocked that maybe he saw her yeah i think that she's way too slick for that that's true yeah i like both of our interpretations so (laughs) everyone gets a hundred percent everyone gets full credit um you've backed it up with textual evidence (laughs) Yeah, no, the way that Tori, like, as soon as Nick is out the door and the door is shut, we just hear her, I don't think he's straight. <laughs> slurp. Slow slurp. <laughs> that is a judgmental slurp if I ever heard Oh, one. yeah. <laughs> um, and then everyone starts crying and doesn't ever stop. Yeah, we get... <laughs> and the tears start. And the tears start. We're in Nick's room. Why am I like this starts playing and I start crying, as I've already said. And Nick is looking at his Instagram. And the first picture is from Christian's Instagram. And it's like a picture of all the, like, Nick and the rugby lads. And I can, like, hear what Sarah said in Nick's inner monologue. Like, just the way that Mm -hmm. he's looking at that picture. And then it cuts. hurt. He is. He's hurt looking at that photo. Yeah, and he's, like, realizing, like, no, this isn't me, Uh, which we're also going to see in a little bit. So I'm actually going to go out of order because then later on, after we cut through, like, the conversation with Charlie in his group chat, Nick then goes to a picture that Charlie posted of him in the snow on their, like, snow day, which then – so then he closes out of Instagram and goes to his pictures and looks at all of those pictures. And you can – hmm. I have something here about this transition from Instagram to photos Mm -hmm. as an iPhone user. Yes. It's been a minute 
since the snow day. And he has it. He has those photos open already. Those photos were open. He's already been looking at them. He's already been thinking about this. All he had to do was switch back over and not scroll up to that day. Yeah. I was like, gay. (laughs) And the the little, when he zooms in right before, when he zooms in on Charlie's face, and then he does a little thumb rub down the side of his phone before he switches to the photos kills me every time and you know you can just you like you can see in those pictures um of nick and charlie just like the difference in his Mm -hmm. like in nick's demeanor and it feels more authentic like the one with the rugby lads feels like an affectation um and also the picture of Nick and Charlie and Nellie is a fucking Christmas card and no one that is a Christmas card picture. Like <laughs> I yeah, think, you it know, truly. it truly is. I think that Sarah Nelson should send that as the Christmas picture. You know what? We'll Photoshop her face in. It's good. It's a family. And not photo. David. And not David. David's not included. No. <laughs> Neither is Stefan. Yeah. Um, so back to in between these two moments, though, Charlie texts his group chat with Tao, L, and Isaac. And I do want to take a moment to appreciate the previous conversation that we can see on screen. Um, the first thing it says, it's Tao, I'm joking. And then Isaac tags Charlie and says, hope he's secretly gay. <laughs> <laughs> And L says lol with LOL. It's L O O O O O O L O M G. Um, and Tao says, please stop giving him ideas. Which I have to assume, like, that Nick stepped away for a moment and Charlie is catching them up on what has happened. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, but then now, you know, in this moment. Charlie says, what does it mean when hot straight boy and the H, S, and B of hot straight boy are in caps, which is important. Um, What does it mean when hot straight boy hugs you for like a full 10 seconds? Um, And in my mind, I say it's because he is gay. not straight. Yeah. But Tao. But Tao responds immediately. There's not even like, how did he even have time to read that? I know. He was probably imagining you were Tara. And I fucking hate it. It's bad, but L comes to the rescue. Yes. Because Charlie says, shh, let me dream, which is all of us. Um, and yeah. L says, <laughs> also, I love that she does this in the group chat where Tao can see it. Yeah. Instead of like in like a private message or something. But she says, okay, Charlie, don't ha- ask me how I know this. But Tara definitely doesn't like Nick back. And the way that Charlie sits up, like that man. So fast. (laughs) Oh, my God. He goes from 180 degrees to 90 degrees in like two seconds. Yes. (laughs) He's been doing some – and that's not easy to do on a bed. He's ready for it. (laughs) And Elle says there's zero chance of Tara and Nick becoming a thing. Mm Mm-hmm. And then it cuts back to Nick and everyone starts crying again. (laughs) He is frozen. He's panicking because he's understanding from the feelings that he's feeling looking at these photos of Charlie Mm -hmm. that 
it's not platonic. He's starting to understand that something's up. There's something not friendship about this that's so happening. He goes over to his beanbag chair that I'm very jealous of. I want a beanbag chair. Um, and grabs his laptop and he starts to type, Am I gay? But and why am I like this is playing over this whole thing. And I'm sobbing. Yeah, the whole time. <laughs> Makes me just want to reach through the screen and hold him and tell him it's all gonna be okay. Mm-hmm. Cause he like he he like lingers for a moment and he's like reading it. And it's like he's re- like acknowledging that the minute that I actually search this, it's it, real. It's real. And he hits enter and the episode ends. Ends. Ugh. And like, you're right. He, Kit Connor, all the awards to the yes. full cast. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. But this specific scene is so good because you can see the sadness, the panic. Also, hope. Like, all of it is there in his face. Yeah. And it's just so good. It's so it's good. <sighs> And also horrible at the same time. Yes. It's everything. It's everything. And then Why Am I Like This plays us out as yeah. we cry. Sob. And cry. Yeah. And cry. Which, like, I feel like we'll get into this later on in the series but we're both by so mm-hmm. we both went through this like oh wow this is like you know well any queer person goes yeah through, but it's interesting to me to watch it as someone who's significantly older than this character because mm-hmm. i never did any googling specifically like i never googled am i gay i just kind of was like well shit i think i might be attracted to women and I had to sit with that but that was because I'm not from like I would have never thought to google am I gay did you google I definitely googled like how do I know I'm gay or how do you know if you're gay or something like that yeah um, how old were you when you so <sighs> I, the short version because we are planning an entire episode, episode about yeah. this um but I the like full journey basically was from like sixteen to nineteen. Okay, see, I was my I was a late bloomer. Yeah. So I, looking back, it was definitely there at those ages, but I didn't comprehend it. Um, it wasn't until I was probably twenty three or twenty four okay. before I started like fully understanding. Like, well, shit. <laughs> I think maybe all those times I thought because I. You know, we'll get it. I'm not going to yes. spoil our full because we're going to have a full episode about <laughs> yes. this. But it was like the first. It was like the second bonus episode that we planned. We yeah. like music <laughs> and being by and being by. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, just to see, like, it's definitely relatable. The panic, the uh, confusion, also the hope, the. Yeah just like trying to grasp it all is very understanding but the googling made me feel super old but also because i was a late bloomer right yeah i would have you know i just would have never thought Mm -hmm. but but that's specific to my journey yeah (laughs) yeah i definitely did 
10 credits after that and we all cry all the yeah, way through it all the, the way through it over. Um, <laughs> exactly um so we had wanted we had discussed before we started this podcast um doing a wrap up with our favorite quote at the end and we forgot in all of our excitement we forgot to do it in episode 1 so we're going to we're going to share our favorite quotes from episodes 1 and 2 and then moving forward we'll make sure to do this at the end of every episode um so for episode 1 i had two so i'm curious to know what yours was mine was a landslide no mm. questions asked mm-hmm. uh, mine is tori spring <sighs> In the kitchen. <laughs> Was he a knob? <laughs> well done. <laughs> I, uh, I, that is a very good one. I, I was, that one is excellent. I was stuck between two. I was stuck between, I'm sure you'll get along swimmingly or you can sit in silence for the rest of the year. <laughs> it really doesn't affect me in any way whatsoever. Uh, Cause it just speaks to me so deeply. But then also Charlie saying, so you're saying I am small and weak. The like the delivery and everything, I just and like the flirtiness of it was just so yeah. good. So um, good. And I can't choose between those two. I tried. I tried. You shouldn't have to pick. Yes. But for for episode 2, it was a piece of cake. It, for me it was far and away. Oh, let's say it on 3. Okay. Cuz I think we have the same. I I don't know. Um, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. not. But I would assume. Um, I thought maybe. Okay. With the, the general theme of our podcast. <laughs> All right. One, two, three. Wow. And bisexual people exist. <laughs> no, it wasn't mine. That one's great. But wow, being a teacher is terrible. Uh, being a teenager is terrible. I okay. To be fair, I did think maybe that scene would take it for you. But yes. Yeah. <laughs> And bisexual people exist. I just have to go for that one. I just, I have to go with Mr. Ajay because. It's fair. Fair. (laughs) Um, So on a scale of one to five, how hard did your heart stop this time? Four. Four. That's what I had too. I said a solid four. The fireworks and the glow at hands. It really did it for me. I was very close to cardiac arrest. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um. The am I gay really gets you there at the end. Because, um, yeah. like, as I was watching it, I was like, is this episode really only, like, a two? And then the last five minutes come in and they're like, hey, in case you didn't remember. Um, <laughs> it gets me It gets me at Charlie's house. Is yes. And I start to, um, like, fully stop breathing. And then, and then all yeah. the way through. Oh, yeah. Basically, mm-hmm. like, just hit... <laughs> Heartbreaking scale is on a five, though. The heartbreaker scale is a five. Yeah. Um, yeah. And this is a roller – I will say it's a roller coaster for me. I don't – it's it's up and down the full yeah. season because I've already planned. I've already looked. I've already planned this <laughs> out for myself. I know where I'm going with this scale, and it's going to be up and down. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the next one's going to be. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, next the next one. Yes. Season okay, so but after after out of all eight episodes, mm-hmm. episode three is my favorite. Oh. Yeah, episode three is great. I also just really love episode eight. Yeah. Great. <laughs> great episode. 
So I think that's everything we have for this episode. And I hope that you have your uh, cuddle buddy, cuddle blanket, cuddle pillow, stuff, something that you can cuddle with and cry, um, as I certainly will be, just wrapping myself in a weighted blanket and crying it out to you, why am I like this? I hope that you have that. And of course, this is a bi-weekly podcast by two bisexuals who exist. <laughs> yes. So we will be back in two weeks to talk about episode three, Kiss. And if you want to follow us online, we are at Why Are We Cast on all platforms. Yes. Including Tumblr now because I got bored the other day. <laughs> yeah. So until next time. Bye. Bye.